The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. The Africa Business Report brought to you by South African Airways. Victor Homaswana, the author of Africa Bounces Back, Case Studies from a Resilient Continent, is on the line to us uh, this evening. MasterCard talking about borderless payments. And it's looking at some very, very big changes, Victor, I think, in the way in which money is moving through emerging markets and particularly around the African continent. Exactly, Bruce. Good evening. Good to talk to you again. Eastern Europe, Middle East, Africa, that's where they are measuring. They surveyed, I think, Bruce, what, 3,000 companies. And they found that 46% of them say they have done more business than they did before COVID. And 71% of them are saying they saw above average growth in their online sales. 75% of them had to make changes to get that going, but 64 of them are saying we've got cross-border payments to thank for this. You know what this tells you, if we talk about intra-Africa trade, Bruce, if we talk about the fact that business people were forced to do business differently, I've I've listened to the wonderful entrepreneurs you are interviewing who are in the ICT fintech space that are, are just showing that even in a crisis like COVID, there is... There is opportunity. So there, MasterCard should know because they handle these payments. But it's it's a very encouraging story because maybe it will even force us in Africa, particularly South Africa, to take our online presence and capability and infrastructure more seriously. Well, certainly there's a greater move to digital, and we've seen it through Yoko, and we've seen it through many others. And, of course, there are so many payment systems available across the African continent. It's the fastest-growing part of fintech, which tells you there's a problem. And it's, uh, the problem has been cash and cash economies and inefficient transacting and the inability to send money across borders. And suddenly there has been this explosion in the free movement of money, and it's making a huge difference to families across the, the continent, to businesses across the the continent it is the revolution that is being enabled by another revolution and that's the tech revolution particularly wireless broadband and access to the internet all of this stuff works together in, in, in some wonderful synchronicity but have you felt bruce when you go into an average hotel or bnb i don't go to average hotels Victor. sorry I, I just for 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 just just for the record, I don't like average hotels. Anyway, yes, when I go in, when when I go I into, forget, I forget. When no, I go into a hotel, the father yes. of Cameron and Scott doesn't do average. No, I do distinctly <laughs> below average because they're expensive. But you, yes, but do you understand what I mean? I Have you felt that our connectivity has improved? Because if it hasn't improved, Bruce, we are late, we're getting left behind. That's where I'm going because Google found that. There was an increase in e-commerce, even in South Africa, 66%. So I'm maybe hoping that we are catching on. But when I go to a government building, when I go to a, you know, I live and work on a university campus now. And I'm not able to say to you, well, I know that we are well ahead of the curve. It's almost, oh connect when you get here you still need a password when you get into an hotel when you get we haven't moved to the level where you can feel we have embraced this e-commerce and online presence no, but I tell you what, I mean, again, to, sorry, my, I haven't traveled much in the last two and a half years, so my most recent experience is Switzerland, which is one of the most developed economies on the planet. But every restaurant, every bar that you go into, there's free internet access. And, of course, you, you can hide behind, uh, um, you, know, you can d- disguise your identity um, and all of that yeah. sort of stuff that Toby Shapshak talks about. But it's this, this idea that you can go anywhere, you can go online for nothing, you can surf to your, to your heart's content, you can do your work, you can do your emails, you can catch up on social media, 
could do all of that sort of stuff for nothing. It's still a, a very clunky way of connecting across many, I'm sure, African economies. Talk to me about alliance trade. Morocco, 39 out of 49 countries in its collection complexity index. What on earth is this thing? You know, yeah, it's ranked 39th out of 49. And and let's get the context. These are countries that command 90% boost of the global GDP and 85% of international trade. So they are not small. Morocco, where it is, remember, it connects Africa, North Africa to Europe via the Strait of Gibraltar into Spain and Italy and all those places. So what they are doing, when people are exporting, they check how easy it is for them to collect whatever daily sales outstanding, whatever, what do you call them, receivables, that, that they, if people owe you money and you cannot collect from them, it's a disaster. So that is how Morocco is ranked so low. And that is funny, Bruce, because when it comes to tourism, it's, it's among the most advanced, if not the most advanced tourist market. If you look at the, the stock exchange, the Casablanca stock exchange is, is the fifth largest in Africa. It, it actually has been doing a whole lot of great sense, Morocco, deliberately from, from over the past 10 years. But it's amazing that the collection is still a problem. And the, 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 the challenge is, if you know a country like that, especially with a company failures that are going under before they are able to collect, if you have a trade collection complexity problem, you are going to have to address it. But maybe if Allianz speaks, they will listen because, I mean, you can't be ranked behind Togo when you are in Morocco because you are so critical. You're far too pivotal in the position where you are relative to connecting Africa to Europe. And then, um, we, we should have spoken about this a moment ago, I suppose, but uh, connectivity gap. The connectivity gap, we kind of, because we are privileged and have access to the internet, even though it's a bit clunky and a bit difficult to do, um, the, the connectivity gap, and it's, a, it's this idea of people who don't have access to the internet, and you, know, you forget often how lucky we are. Yeah, it's still 200 million women, I think, in the world who don't, who, in, in developing countries, Bruce, who don't have access. And the funny thing is, some of them say, I can't have access to the internet because my husband won't like it when I'm on the internet because he thinks I'm fooling around on Facebook and all that. So it's, it's such an apartheid of the digital world because more men can afford and are able to have digital connectivity than their wives when actually it's women who are running households and they are doing more business. So the World Trade Development Conference that was taking place in Rwanda, because remember Chogam went there, that's the Commonwealth Heads of Governments meeting that takes place every fourth year, I think, is taking place in Rwanda. So in the build-up to that, there was a meeting of the ITU, that's the Specialized Agency of the United Nations, the International Telecommunications Union. They are trying to close that gap with their strategy 2024 to 2027. And because you know where countries like Rwanda have been, Bruce, with regard to the digitalization and the fourth industrial revolution, using drones to transport medication, using robots to clean hospitals during COVID, they are the, the apt place to host this kind of thing. And they are committing to closing that inequality because it cannot happen. You know that women run better run companies better than men so if you deny them in a world where online trading is increasing access to connectivity and technology you are you are you're shooting yourself in the foot victor hobeswana the author of africa bounces back case studies
from a resilient continent. This evening, um, you bring us the Africa Business Report, some key stories that he's picked up on in the last week or so.